Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Now You Know Podcast, powered by Stuck in the Middle. Yes, shout out to our friends Stuck in the Middle for giving us this platform to express ourselves. Hey, my name shout is Blessing, aka the Bafoot Boy, and I'll be one of your hosts tonight. Alongside me, I have <clears throat> Beona, aka Beonino. I have Aristide, aka Aristino, and we have a special guest today, but we'll bring that later up. How are you guys doing? Man, I'm doing great, you know. I hear, I hear the way you said Bafoot Boy. Only Bafoot Boy that doesn't eat that chew. Ah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Very good said Bafoot Boy. But I found yeah. it. What's your problem? <laughs> found yeah. it at you for your guests. Yeah, very nice. That man. works. That yeah, works, man. man. But now, I'm, but I'm, I'm good, good, man. Good too. Yeah, I'm good. You know, Yo, I'm excited. I went outside for like five minutes to throw it, to throw trash. Why? Yeah. I hit that. It's a level. <laughs> yeah. The heat over the past couple of days has been crazy, man. That I can't hit with it. Also, this one will make man crazy. I'm telling I'm you. Telling you. <laughs> so, so you guys are having a good home. week so far? Yeah, so far so good. So, so far. far so good indeed. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so as you guys know, it's been a tough, what, five months, six months, seven months, whatever it is. This man. whole COVID-19 thing, man. What do you guys make of it? A <laughs> <laughs> question uh, like that. <laughs> Bro, I'll let you go, man. I'll let you go, bro. Okay, let me let me let me start. COVID nineteen, coronavirus, pandemic, life changing thing. Ah, I, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Uh, First of all, where where did it come from? Ah, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> let's ask let's ask our, our Trump man. He tell you straight up. China, <laughs> the Chinese virus. <laughs> Yeah, nah, man. but but uh, as far as as far as the virus goes, you know, um, been working from home, you know, you know everything yep. is different, different routine. Um, you know, the gym just opened back up, which kind of added some some nice, bringing back some you know your 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 normal routines. But I mean, regardless of all that, though, I mean it, it, it's challenging time for everybody, especially in countries where. They don't have access to to tests, access to you know uh, the facilities, stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm sitting here talking about it. There are people who are dealing with this virus every day, so I know it's probably tougher for them. Right, right. Aristi, what do you make of this thing, man? Man, it's been uh, put some light on crazy. this. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of months, right? I don't think I don't think any of us has ever been through something like this. Or I don't know, maybe I'm just too young. <laughs> young man, but young man. I've personally never been something through something like this, so it's it's been really interesting, you know. And obviously, I'm very fortunate that over this period of time, there's been a lot of people who haven't been able to work, you know, have a means of income or whatever. So I'm very fortunate that I've been able to have the opportunity to work from home, like many other people. But obviously, a huge number of people in America and around the world have not been able to do that. So, like Bell said, you know, things are slowly getting back to normal. My gym just opened up. I haven't gone because I'm still lazy. <laughs> we know, we know, we know. So, it's not small, small. So, you know, not small, small. But hopefully, just getting back to how normal operations 
but so far, you know, it's been a crazy experience. You know, I've not been through something like this. It's definitely going to be one to tell the kids and grandkids about. But thankfully, all my need be healthy and safe from my side. So we thank God. Please, please don't blame Corona for you not going to the gym because pre-Corona, <laughs> you, it's, not, it's not going to the gym. We all know that. So, so, Bell, so Bell, how has this impacted you personally? I mean, has it been positive, negative? I mean, like, how has it been for you? Uh one positive thing I can say is the fact that my car has been home. I'd have to drive a lot of miles <laughs> it's going yep. to work, you know, because my job is about 40 miles from where I live. Yeah. So that's one positive. Another positive thing is I'm home. Um, you know, I can sleep longer. I can get up, make breakfast, and then work from home. You know, I'd have to go anywhere. I just stay home and mind my business. Um, but at the same time, you know, my parents, they, 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 they work in the, uh, in the health field, you know, um, essential workers, essential workers. So they so, are dealing with that every day. Uh, so when they come home, you know, I'm just like, ah, six feet, please. <laughs> I can, I can relate. Yeah, I can relate. So Aristino, for you, for you, I mean, ha, has there been any major plans of yours that have been cancelled or postponed? Uh, no, not really. I never really had major plans during this time. Um, I never, but. Obviously, as far as like daily activities, that's changed. But like Bell said, I'm happy. I don't have to be driving to work every day. You know, that's saving me a few mileages on my car, saving me some gas money as well. Um, you know, I've been sleeping longer, feeling you know more energized, and I feel like I just get more work done when I'm home. You know, actually, I I'm don't. Space. I'm really? Yeah, I'm lazy no, at home. No, this <laughs> this is what I do. Like, I just pick that one Yo. day during the week. And I yeah. just get everything done because, like, I'm in my own space. I That's feel comfortable true. enough, you know. Because there's sometimes I usually just go to work just to look busy, Masa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's been it's been good for me, you know. Like, I just stay home, you know, get what I need to get done. I can get online anytime and finish up whatever I need to finish up, you know. And I have that freedom, basically, that freedom to do, you know, just be myself in my own environment, my own space. Right, so I'm right. thankful for that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. As far as things changing, you know, socially, man's can't go outside and turn out <laughs> like ah, but, but it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when when you're at work, you know, you feel pressured to like get stuff done because maybe you have your boss. So you know, my thought yeah. is when you're at home, you're more relaxed and you you probably don't get more stuff. Done. I guess. I guess it's different. Exactly. But also, exactly. I also say every ever since I started working from home, it felt like the workload was more. Yes. Maybe that's yes. because I just let it get. Nah, for me, right? Nah, for me, like before, I bought a second monitor. I had just my yeah. laptop. So what that's would tough. take me ten minutes to do in the office would take me a whole hour to do because it's one screen. So I'm yeah. flipping through five different screens to get the data mm -hmm. and input it. But now that yeah. I got a second monitor, it's easier, right? Makes life so much easier. Makes life definitely. so much easier. But yeah. I still prefer going into the office because when I sit in the office, there's no distraction. See, I'm oh, home. Okay. I just turn backwards. There's a fridge there. I look to my left. Yeah. There's a TV. I, you know. But me, see, I work the opposite way. I mean, I understand what you mean. You know, when you're at work, you know, you feel focused. Everybody's focused doing their thing. But I me, mean, I just want to feel like, you know, I'm free. If I'm working, I just want to grab some, you know, some meat inside the pot or something. You don't cook, but you want to grab meat from the pot. I'm telling you. Who's Cavaliers? 
Who's Cavaliers? But anyway, shout out to Sandrine, man. Shout out to Sandrine. Let me make sure I tell your bosses to do <laughs> to listen to this episode. <laughs> no, man. As long as the work gets done, you know. It's That's what good. matters. Meet your deadline. Yeah. Doesn't matter when you do it. Even if it's a nine, right. ten minute. Right. So I, I imagine you guys still have to get out of the house to like get groceries and stuff, you know, maybe yeah. gas for when you actually have to go into work. Um, like Bell, I know you have to go into work two days a week. Um, so are you guys staying safe when you go out? And uh, how are you staying safe? Definitely, definitely. You know, stores still have the, you have to wear your mask before you get into the store. Mm-hmm. So definitely do that. Um, but you know, for me is I get, out, I get out of the house, I get in my car, I get out of my car, I put on my mask. Go in the store, come back, mask on, mask off when I get in the car, back home, mask off. So it's, mm. it's so pretty much, you know, that, that's the routine. So, um, but if I'm going, I don't know, if I'm going somewhere else, maybe to the gym, I like the gym. There are people in the gym who are running on the treadmill with their mask on. I'm like, ah, are you people wow. serious? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ever since ever since for you, Bill, ever since the gym opened up, how has it looked though? Has, are people like going in slowly, or is this uh, like people are people, people? People are going in. Um, people are definitely going in, but it's not the usual crowd because normally Monday, that's yeah. chest day. Because Monday is everybody doing chest on Monday, <laughs> so yeah. right now it's limited. Um, some machines are not available. Um, so there's oh really? Some, yeah, some machines oh, okay. are not available. Like the machines are, are like next to each other. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or to like close them out to like yeah. space. So basically, oh, cool. so basically, like the treadmills is basically every other treadmill is available to use. Ah, uh, six feet either way. <laughs> yeah, it's six feet either way. So wow. Uh, but now, nah, I mean, as long as you you know you come to the gym because they have like uh, cleaning stations, they have hand sanitizers. So basically, it's it's nice. there. You use it. So I think I think what what they're saying is if you're not on a machine, you have your mask on. Mm. Uh okay. Man, that sounds good. But for me, I think for me, yeah, I think I pretty much uh, I try not to go out as much as 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 much as I can, you know. And I don't I, I so if I go out to get groceries like this morning, you know, I just put on my mask and head on out. And thankfully the grocery store is not too far from where I where I'm at. So I just get on out, put on my mask, and have my hand sanitizer in the car, and boom, we're good. Good good. good. You know? I'm, I'm apart very from, you know, apart from the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I know. Hide your face yeah. from the from the enemies. <laughs> yes. No, I mean I'm I'm very thankful and glad that you guys are actually you know taking measures and being safe. You know, like they said, um, keeping safe is not just for you, but it's for everybody else around. That is true. Word, 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 word. So, I mean, I have to ask. I haven't heard anything about Kansas and coronavirus. What, what, what's up? Is it just corn? Feels that is dead. It's not there. This is don't touch. They haven't down there or how? They haven't received any funding because they have no confirmed cases. Ah. (laughs) Maybe Ah, that's because they haven't tested. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Kansas people Uh, think they're immortal, man. But I mean, you know, working the health fee, I I I take it very seriously, you know, and I have to uh, to take the precautions and being safe, you know, especially working with older people. I have to be very careful, and I try to stay as at, at home as much as I can. I mean. If ever since the coronavirus started, I had I had run away from the gym <laughs> like three, <laughs> three weeks yeah, before it even became serious, and ever since then I have returned to the gym. So I'm definitely staying safe on that part. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, me and you, bro. 
<laughs> please, please go to the gym. Don't use it as an excuse. Because as I don't go to the gym, I still work out, but I haven't seen uh-huh. you work out. <laughs> I haven't seen you that. Bro, I haven't seen you that. That walk from my room to the fridge, you know how many times I take that walk? Bro. Get those steps in. Come on, man. Get your steps in, man. Get your yes, steps sir. in. Yeah, yeah anyways, uh, what do you guys think? Let's introduce our guests. How about that? Yeah. Let's definitely do that. She All been, right. She's she been warming the sun. I'm telling you. <laughs> Our guest, hey guys, like I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited to have our guest on today. Exactly. Our guest is a queen. When I say she's a queen, ah, she's a queen. She the way crown. She the way crown. <laughs> <laughs> our guest for today goes by the name of Lena Dandy. Let me tell you a little bit about Lena. Lena is a certified nurse aide. She works in the hospital and also at a senior living facility. She currently attends Rowan, where mm. she pursues, a, where she's pursuing a nursing degree, which she'll be done. Next year, so we have a nurse in the making. Hey. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mama. <laughs> Her favorite author. Ha, please help me with this name. Zora Hurston. <laughs> oh, Zora Neal. My, my, my American accent is coming out. Please. It's coming. Wrap, <laughs> wrap that thing, pa. <laughs> Zora Hurston. Um, and then one fun fact about Lena is she enjoys sunsets. And I know we have somebody here who enjoys sunsets just as much. And that person is Del Nino. Anyways, mm-hmm. Lena, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. <laughs> I, I try, I try. <laughs> so, are you guys? How are you okay? all doing? Oh, we're doing great. We are Can, doing all right, all right, I all cannot right. complain. I cannot complain. You cannot can. Yeah. You cannot can. Anyways, Lena, how, how has the past few months been like for you, man? Especially working in the hospital. Um, it's been bittersweet for the most part. Um, bitter because I do live in a household where I have an infant and I live with my parents and my grandmother, who are all you know closer to the age that I guess you can say is more likely to contract the, the virus. Mm -hmm. So working with healthcare and senior citizens as well, um, I kind of have to be very cautious about how I, uh, I guess, health-wise and my safety, always washing my hands. And it's, um, I guess, nerve-wracking, but it's been doable for the most part. I'm just a little nervous now now that everything is opening up, how everyone's going to react with the situation and having to go to work with now families are allowed to visit again. So it's, it's kind of a nerve wracking. I'm a little anxious about what's to come with this. Right, right. I mean, you, you mentioned washing hands. I feel like I have never washed my hands so much in my life so until much, right, right now. Man. You know, working in healthcare, you're washing hands, but I don't feel like I've ever washed my hands this often. Same here, same here. Wow. So, so what, what do you have to say about those people who think that uh, the coronavirus is not, it's not real? Um, I, won't, I won't lie. At the very beginning, um, I kind of was saying the same thing. Like, you know, I don't know why everyone's getting so hyped over this. It's not that serious. And I remember one instance when I went into work, we were corona free for a very long time. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we were still very cautious about what we were doing, but we weren't really like anticipating any, anything hazards happening. So I was saying, yeah, no, nothing's going to happen. I don't know why you guys are so worried. There's nothing to be, you know, to, to freak out about. 
until I went into work one day and a patient of mine contracted the virus. And then I believe two days later, the whole unit had it. And we lost a patient, unfortunately, um, due to coronavirus. So once that happened, it kind of set into me like, whoa, um, this is very serious because I saw this patient was very, very healthy a week before. And then a couple of days later, were so frail and was unable to even sit up by themselves or cough on the machine, had no visitors, was basically dying alone. And um, I think the the biggest awakening was when I went into her room one night and she was just crying. She was just so upset. Like, there's, I can't have my family with me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the only one I get to see all the time. No one can come in my room. I just feel alone. I just want to die. And hearing that from someone who was so lively a week before, it's heartbreaking. So that's when I, my eyes kind of opened, like, this is something serious. You know, it's not anything to be funny, joking about. Right. Um, so I caution anyone who thinks that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's not, even though, it's not serious for most people who are, have good immune systems that can recover from disease, virus and stuff like that. But for those who have frail immune systems, it's very dangerous. So I think we should be cautious, not only for us, like you said earlier, not only for us, but for other people too. Right, right. Um, I, I, I definitely commend you for the work you're doing. You know, what, I'm a nurse as well, so I, I can relate. So a question for you though. So how, so have there been any patients that have asked you, you know, like working with old people, sometimes they don't know, they're not quite aware of what's going on. Have there been any patients that have asked you like why you're wearing a mask and how did you, how did you answer that to them? Like, I mean, cause like sometimes you don't want to scare them. So how did you, how did you, how did you answer that? Um, like I was talking about my, my patient who just recently passed away. Um, in the very beginning, like I said, she was very lively. So her seeing us constantly with masks and only one eight, to come into her room all the time she was very curious she had all these questions and my simple and very plain response was that you know I'm doing this for you just to make sure you're healthy because you don't know where I've been so I don't want to walk in here without a mask and even if I'm not sick I could carry it and cough on you and you could get sick so it's for you more than it is for me right 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 yeah because it it was it was kind of hard for me to um to answer that question because I didn't want to like scare on tell them like oh there's a virus and then you yeah know, yeah you start, you start freaking out and then it's like oh my exactly. goodness what 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 have I done yeah so I mean it's it's not it's not been easy anyways um so guys you guys are hearing right Berna <laughs> it's real <laughs> it's, it's real. very real you know yeah. for me my brother works he's a he works at Johns Hopkins Hospital so you know. From the very beginning, I, I knew, like, okay, this is real because this is somebody who is, you know, witnessing this firsthand, even though he's not directly in contact with uh, COVID patients. Mm-hmm. But so from, you know, what he was telling me, I just knew that, okay, this is actually something that is really, really very real. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, defi- most definitely. Most definitely. So keep washing your hands. Wash your filthy hands. <laughs> Bernard, I hope you're hearing. What's your feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, that brings us to our very first segment, which is our African proverb of the day. Ooh. Today's African proverb is, <clears throat> are you listening? Yeah, yeah. Leading a race does not mean that you will win it. This Don't proverb is from Zambia. 
Do I need to repeat that? Please, please, please. Please do. Please. Leading a race does not mean that you will win it. Aristino. So you're telling me that... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you're telling Take me it. that if I am running my race and I'm in first place, there's a chance that the person behind me will come and catch me. That's what I'm saying. It, it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> The person, the person, the person that came from couldn't run fast. I think the person was in second place when he wrote that proverb. Ah, the way Yeah, he quickly realized that. Okay, this is about to be me. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's great though because you know everybody has their own path. You know, somebody you might somebody might look like you know they're doing their thing, winning. Obviously, winning is great. You don't want to see anybody like fall or lose or not win. But sometimes it would make you think, wow, am I really winning? But, right. you know, it's a perspective thing, you know, so you get your chance, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Man, this has really been a tough, hey, tough, I just tough want, few months. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say thank you guys, obviously, essential workers, you know, helping mm. us out in fight, fighting the wars in the front lines, so to speak, yes. you know. Yeah, had, we, we really appreciate my you thank guys. You. Without you guys, <laughs> without you guys, I would not be home clicking buttons on my on my computer. So exactly. shout, shout out know? to you guys. Shout out to you. Shout out shout to out you guys. Because, shout uh, out. because you know, I see I see how bad you know coronavirus is on 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 uh, on hospitals because a lot of hospitals make money from surgeries and now they have to cancel or postpone all these surgeries. Uh, because I think uh, two months ago I was looking at the the numbers for my job. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say where I work, but <laughs> the profit margin was so bad. I had to ask my boss, like, "Is this real?" And she said, "Yes." So that goes to show you that the virus is 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 real. It definitely is real. Because a lot of companies taking feel, the toll. A lot of companies are feeling feeling the hurt. You know. Um, you know, big companies might survive, but the smaller health systems, you know, they might have to lay some people off. They might have to cut, you know, cost somewhere else um, just to make make ends meet. So it's definitely real, people. It's definitely real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely. Also, I had a but so if you give me, if you will, I had a quick question for I don't know if this this would probably apply to you as well before Miss mm-hmm. um, Lena. So as you said earlier, you know, you obviously have an infant son, right? So for you, working in the health field and, you know, coming across patients who are COVID-19 patients or coronavirus patients, how is there like a routine that you have when you get home to like, you know, I guess sanitize yourself? Or how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you work that knowing that you have a young son or a grand, grandmom at home with you? How do you, how do you do that? Because I know for me, my aunts, yeah. initially, when she gets her, her, her meal, she'll sanitize it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> sanitizes. She has the whole routine. Everybody's like, you know, she'll sanitize <laughs> everything. So for yeah. you, what is, yeah. what is your, your routine like? Yeah, my number one thing is, I was, I'm lucky enough that my schedule is very flexible. Um, but my number one thing is I do schedule my way around um, when I don't have my son. Because my, my, his father and I, we co-parent. So... He has them on the weekend, so I make sure that I do cool. my working schedule on the weekend. Um, but when he is with me, and I do have to work, unfortunately, and I do, when I come home, before I even come home, once I leave the facility, I take off my shoes, 
and um, my scrub top. That's why you see me in this tank top right now. Mm-hmm. And I leave it in my trunk, and I have, like, my sandals or whatever else in, in, um, in there, too. So once I get home, I leave my shoes outside, and I go directly into the shower, take a shower. And I stay in my room by myself for about, you know, I think four hours, a little bit, just to self-quarantine. I know it's not much, but mm-hmm. to be alone for a little bit and drink hot, hot tea, um, just to clear my respiratory system is what I do. And then that's it for the most part. Nice. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, no hugging. Sounds- no hugging. Yeah. No, no hugging. No, no hugging. No at least for an hour. <laughs> yeah. No contact. No cool. Cool. Hey, it works, you know? Yeah, luckily for me, when I get back, because I get up at six in the morning, because I work night shift. So when I get back and come back home, my nieces are still sleeping, my knees and nephew are still sleeping. So I just run into my room <laughs> and shower. Nice. I'm, a, I'm a brand new person before, before they even wake up. So, so nice, 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 nice. Anyways, um, like I was saying, <clears throat> not, not only has there been corona, but there, 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 there has been a little bit more going on, especially in America with all the police brutality and, you know, protesting and all, all of that stuff. I mean, just, just a little bit more, a little bit. It's yeah. small, a teeny it's bit small, small, a small tiny bit. <laughs> it couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> it couldn't, it just like when, when, we, when we feel like we're going to catch a break, I know. something else comes up. Your thought. <laughs> I, I and you know. know, I feel like this, this would, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been, it's, it's actually, People would think it's not a perfect time, but somehow it feels like it would have been. A, it was the perfect timing for you know, for you know, for people to 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 come together and protest because you know this time a lot of people are home, a lot of people are not working, so it was a, it was also in some yeah, sense a good time to like rally everybody, even though it was a little bit sketchy because there was a there was a pandemic going out, you know. So it was yeah, it was, it was yeah, it's definitely crazy. Crazy times, man. Crazy. Talking about talking about protests, our guest here, Elena, she actually mm. organized a, a peaceful walk on May 31st. Correct me if I'm wrong. May 31st in Philadelphia. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So what? I mean, what what pushed you? What motivated you to do something so powerful? Um, I guess honestly, it wasn't really much of. I was so tired. I feel like a lot of black people nowadays are just very tired of everything that's been going on, especially to black people and minorities in general. Mm-hmm. But what hurt me the most was for George Floyd, um, as a mom, when I see my son, I just see myself and I just see all the happiness and joy that comes along with being a mother and seeing him grow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that George Floyd was, his life was being taken away from him and the last thing he said was, his mother's name calling out to his mom it really broke my heart because it made me so emotional to think that if that were my son and he was calling out my name I would wish that that would be me instead and right. I don't I know his mother is, is um, passed away but I, I feel like I, I feel her pain and once that kind of triggered me I was just like what can I do you know, with everything that's going on, I'm such a small person, but what can I do? And I just figured, like, why don't we just do a peaceful walk? You know, we saw the riots a day before, and we saw how everyone was um, reacting to them, how people were saying it was so negative, but people are tired. And mm-hmm. I figured, okay, let's just let's just do something peaceful. Let's just, it may be small, but for me, I'd be walking in solidarity, even if I was there by myself. I'd be walking not only for just George Floyd, but his, for, his, for his mother, and for his family and for his daughter right. and his um 
and every, everyone who was in relation to him. So I just posted it online, just just talking basically. And a friend of mine um, messaged me back because he's just like, why don't you just do it? Right. And I said, are you sure? Would you go if I do it? He said, I would go with you. So I said, okay, well, here's, I'll post it on my Instagram. If you can share it too. The next thing I know, people were like messaging me. He's like, are you organizing this? I'd like to go. Are you going to be, where are you going to be? And I said, okay, we can walk from the beginning of Benjamin Franklin Bridge in Camden, New Jersey to the Liberty Belt. And um, when we first got there that day, we, a friend of mine secretly had arranged for like police officers to help us to walk with us. Oh. Uh, so to make sure that we weren't going to be encountered by any other riots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they would walk with us across the bridge. But the minute that we got there, the governor had ordered for the bridge to be shut down. Ooh. So it was kind of discouraging, but they told us that uh, we could go to Walt Women. So on our drive to Walt Women, we found out that Walt Women was shut down as well. So we ended up taking the train out to um, Philadelphia and walking into, um, I guess, City Hall area. And we just see a crowd of people already there protesting peacefully. A lot of uh, protesters like talking, I guess, encouraging each other. It, it was it was moving, very moving. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so I mean, it's it's great that when you bring up something like that, uh, people are supporting you. But I have I have to ask. So coming from an African background, you know, there are always people who who question your decision. So did you like? I mean, you got positive reactions from people. Did you get any negative reactions? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially from African parents, you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess they don't really want to be included in this war, but we have to be. We, it's not that we have to include ourselves, but at the end of the day, wherever we go, white people will always see us as black first before they see us as African. So I was definitely urged not to go, <laughs> but I <laughs> I told them like I it would be really stupid of me to organize something and not show up. So. Mm-hmm. I yeah I had I just forced myself to go. They weren't pleased. I don't think they spoke to me when I came back. So, but it it was okay. It was for a good cause. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, it's, even if they didn't speak to you, but at least deep down inside, you're happy you did it, right? And you're happy people yeah. came out to support you, right? Definitely. Definitely. All right. All right, Lena. Um, I mean, definitely. I'm sure it feels good to to do something like that and get uh positive feedback from people and actually have people come out and join you and walk with you um so talk to me a little bit about the safety part of it i mean you know we're still in the middle of a pandemic and you know like how did you get people to you know to be try and be safe during this peaceful walk um i think it was actually pretty difficult um i think when you have like such a big crowd of people people kind of forget um that we're also going through a pandemic Right. Um, I guess it goes with the adrenaline of being there with having a purpose to do something else. But we did wear masks and I saw some people wearing gloves too, which was um, a good idea, especially if you're going to be in public and other people are going to be touching you. Right. Um, but as far as keeping a distance, there really wasn't very much of that. But um, everyone did wear masks. And even when we were walking, people were keeping as much of a distance as they could. So. Mm-hmm. That was as far as we went with precautions. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. So to the police brutality thing, you as a black mom, right? So how do you feel? How do you feel with this going on? Like, how, how, how are you with things, the way things are going on in America and having to raise 
a black kid like you know what what do you tell the kid how do you bring the kid up i mean like put some light on this yeah. one, please um it's kind of hard to say and i really can't speak on it without really getting emotional because imagine like growing somebody inside of you and then giving birth to them and raising them giving them all you have just to tell them you have to be careful your whole entire life just because you're a guy and you're black so mm -hmm. you may go outside and have friends who are white you know you can go outside and play with them but you cannot make the same mistakes as them because your consequences will be more crucial than theirs mm -hmm. so um i don't really no, because I'm, I'm a mom for the first time. So I guess I will just have to just safeguard him the, for the most part and I guess shout to him. I, that's really all that I can do. And it's disappointing to say because, of course, any mom, any parent would want to make sure that their child is secure at all times and make sure that they're safe and nothing's ever going to happen to them. But for a right. mother who is the, son, uh, the mother of a black boy in America, she can never say that for her child because he can go out there in the world and people that he calls friends could hurt them just because of the color of his skin. Right. So it's, it's really hard to say, honestly. Right. What do you think is the way forward? Um, education. Right. For the most part. Uh, that's really it. If anybody else ever has any other solution, I think education is like the background of it. Right. And also for our African counterparts, because a lot of um, my family think that we're not better, but we're never going to be in the case of African-Americans because, you know, their mentality is different from us. But that's not true. I mean, um, when we go out into the world, we're black. To anybody. Right. You know, no one really knows our nationality until they ask. But their treatment towards us, Face for face value is going to be oh you're black I'm not going you're lower than me so I'm not going to treat you the way I would treat somebody who's white. Right. So I think going forward I think we just have to educate each other that um, as a black people we're capable of being in higher places and we have to urge ourselves to be in these higher places because the only change that's ever going to happen is if we're the people making the laws we're the people um securing ourselves or the people keeping ourselves safe so more black police officers more black lawmakers more black politicians more black doctors lawyers all of that so um i think any type of change is going to come push with is with us pushing ourselves into these higher positions of power right cool. I, have, I have a question so this is i guess this is lena but anybody can answer as well so there's been a lot of push for you know abolishing the police what do you what do you think about that and what do, what do you think about it obviously education you know has your has, is your answer for you know moving forward but what do you think about that idea of so-called abolishing the police you know quote unquote that um i do believe in defunding the police because in philadelphia there are so many cases where Phil philadelphia police get so much funding meanwhile philadelphia schools can't even educate anyone. They can't have decent teachers. They can't afford to pay teachers. They can't afford to keep teachers. They can't afford textbooks. They can't afford computers. I work for a mentoring um, organization. We mentor young immigrant teenagers, women, girls, 
right. that are in New York. So it's like an immigrant to immigrant type of mentor mentorship. These girls, since coronavirus, had zero access to computers. So their school was going on, like, you know, online, but they didn't do any schoolwork. They could not do any schoolwork at home because they didn't have access to um, computers, to basic, like, Wi-Fi, like we right. do. Meanwhile, in New York, at the same time, the National Guard was coming in to keep people from being outside. So you ask yourself certain things like this. Okay, so why is money going into protecting, mm. not protecting, but to go into the police force? Well, sure, they, they do deserve funding of some type. But I think education is a little just as important, if not more. Right. So I think that uh, the funding that we do pour into our police to always buy them new cars, new equipment all the time, they do deserve it, sure. Like maybe every five years and not every year because these schools need these, <laughs> they need it really bad. They do. And it's, it's sad to say that there's kids in Philadelphia that, can't even get to school and have a proper education just because their their schools don't have proper funding. Meanwhile, it's the same police officers that have new gear that are killing them each day. So right. it it's kind of like a backwards thing to me. So I definitely do do believe in defending the police for right. sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think a lot of people are also getting confused um, by the term um, because. You know, some people say abolish the police, but it's not abolishing the police. Yep. Funding right. just means we are locating the funds, you know, maybe reducing if you're going to give them, let's say, $1,000, maybe give them $500 or $600 right. and, you know, allocating that money somewhere else that might be um, beneficial for, for um, right. the Other communities. Causes. Right. So fantastic. So <laughs> for, 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 the, for, the, for the men in the house, I mean, not only is it hot, being a black person in America, but it seems like being a black male is a lot harder. I mean, what do you guys make of this? I mean, have you guys encountered any <clears throat> any situations where you felt like you were discriminated by the police, maybe? Um, and how do you cope with this? Omar, in this life, <laughs> in this life, going back to Africa, man. <laughs> man, I don't know, man. I feel like, I don't think I've personally Hopefully, I never get to have that experience with a police officer or law enforcement to the point where, you know, it gets to that point. But obviously, in other parts of my life, socially, I felt, you know, you know, certain prejudice or stuff like that because of my skin color. But as far as, like, you know, interactions with the police, man, I hope I don't ever see police in my <laughs> life, but I beg, you know. But if it's like, you know, I've, I've never had that experience, you know, but it's, it's definitely real. It's a real experience in America. So, you know, it's just to, you know, keep keep on the good side of things, even though sometimes that usually doesn't work. It just sometimes you're the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, things like right. that. But, you know, fingers crossed, you know, my papa got covered me a bit. My papa got <laughs> ah, me, you, boy. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Um, I mean, not much, but one funny thing I can remember is, um, so I bought a sports car last year. You know, the thing mm -hmm. with sports cars, you know, you're you basically asking for the cops to pull you over. Mm. So normally when the cops pull you over, they ask you for your license and registration. Right. <clears throat> Those are two documents. So this one day I was going to work and a cop pulls me over. 
first question you ask is, is this your car? <laughs> they don't they don't know they don't know what is going on. Ah uh, they don't know. First thing is that is this your car? I'm like, yes sir, it's my car. Then he goes and he asks his normal question, license and registration. I handed to him now. He went and checked my records, everything is spotless. He came back and said, Don't speed again, please. I was on my way. <laughs> but you know, somebody else in that scenario it could have been worse. Right. Um so you know, like like Aristide said, you know, you just just try to not be, you know, at the wrong place at the wrong time because just because of your skin color, you know, they're going to target you first. You know, like, I mean, I know we've all seen that video where the FBI guy was, was profiled, you know, because he matched the description. And, you know, they didn't even ask for his ID. They didn't ask anything. They just said, you know, I arrested him. And then when they finally checked his ID, and saw that he was an FBI agent. He stood there looking stupid. So, you know, in a different scenario, they could have shot him there, you know? Yeah. They could have shot him there, you know? Uh, you know, like the one guy who the cops came into his house and arrested him in his house because uh, someone, he never apparently heard sounds or thought that he was breaking. I mean, how are you break into your own house? <laughs> right. I mean, even, even, even if you break into your house, it's your house. You can, if you forget your key somewhere, you can break into your It's your house. And so you got it, the case of uh, the, the lady, Brianna Taylor, who was in her home. Uh-huh. And, you know, you come in there and you, you just take her life, you know what I'm saying? It's a crazy world in America. And, then, and it's crazy you guys bring that up because, I mean, you, Bell, you mentioned trying not to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. How, I mean, you, you, yeah. I mean, how so, do you avoid yeah. being at the wrong place in your own house? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, like, mean, it's like you said, you know, more times than not, they're going to target you first because of, you know, what the see, skin color. Yeah. So yeah. you might just be where you're supposed to be, but because... You're wearing a hoodie. Well, God made you to be black, <laughs> or God said, oh, well, it was cool, and you decided to wear a hoodie or a mask or whatever, and boom, it's on yeah. you, you know? So it's honestly, not for prayer, I beg. You know, I saw, I saw, I saw this, uh, this crazy statistic on Stuck in the Middle. You know, they post, they post a lot of good content on their Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this, this post one time that's saying that uh, being a cop requires 600 hours of training, whereas being a barber requires 800 hours of training. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Think about mm-hmm. that. Think, I think, think, the, think. I, I think the I think the hours were a little bit more, but the barber still required more hours. Still required more hours, and yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't remember the exact. <laughs> yeah. But so, man, then we rather care about the hairline. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not funny, but look, Bill, I think uh, bless you. I think you said this before because I think I, I said something to you about this this whole training thing. How it's easy to get trained to be a police officer and get all these weapons. And basically, what you told me was, you know, some of these guys, you know. It's just that personality and who they are that is shown. It's not even the badge, you know. So just it, it, it goes back what Selena said. You know, it's all about education. If if you don't, if you're ignorant in, in certain things or certain aspects in life, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of training you have. As long as you get out there, your personality is going to say, you know what, I'm a bigot or I'm this or I'm that. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But then again, you know, looking back at what you just said, Bill, you know, I don't know how what the training for to be a police. Uh, uh, officer, you know, in, you know, consists of. So it's, 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 it's a crazy thing to think about, you know, you know, and to think about that, 
I've seen videos of where police officers have been called to like, you know, to, you know, to settle a situation with people who are not even violent, who somebody who's having like an emotion, like an attack, you know what I'm saying? And it just escalates into something different. It's like, do they get the, the necessary like training that they need? Or is it just like a, a straight up go for force or escalate situation, you know, because there are right. different, different scenarios that police uh, respond to. So it's, it's something to really th- think about it, you know, and hopefully there's going to be some sort of solution in, in, as far as like training for police. So, uh, I mean, spot on. Um, Lena, question for you. So what, what do you have to say about the people who, you know, when, when people protest and saying like Black Lives Matter, what do you have to say to those people who say um, all lives matter? <laughs> there are so many analogies. Um, <laughs> there's so many analogies going around that make perfect sense. And for some reason, I can't think of any of them. But um, I feel like those people are choosing to just be ignorant to what we're saying because mm-hmm. it's really not that difficult to understand we're it's not like we're saying your life doesn't matter because you're white right. you know of course you matter you're here for a reason because you matter enough to your to your parents or whoever to put you on this earth right but for some reason you're failing to understand that we are black people and because of the color of our skin other people are choosing to kill us mm-hmm. and to like demean us and to make us feel like we are nothing so our lives at this very moment matter to us most than anybody else right now because nobody else is out here trying to protect us or nobody is trying to speak out for us we are the only people that can speak out for ourselves so our lives matter we can only speak for our lives because Mm -hmm. yours seems to be perfectly fine Nobody is kneeling on your neck for over six seconds or over six minutes. Nobody is shooting you in the in your home for an accidental, uh, I guess, mistake for an address. No one is it's just shooting you because you're black. You know, mm-hmm. it's happening to us. So black lives are, are very much at stake right now. And I, I feel like you should, anyone should really just be more understanding to that and just not choose to be ignorant and say that all lives matter. Of course, your life matters, but ours are it's very uh, delicate at the very moment. Right, so right. for Lena, you said analogy. I'm just drop one. You probably remember this one. Somebody said, all lives do not matter unless black lives matter. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one. It. That's one of them for sure. Yeah. Our lives matter. The rest can wait. Yeah. So, because I, 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 I feel like, I feel like, I mean, just to piggyback on what you said, Aristide, I feel like, you know, nobody ever says, all lives matter. You don't hear people just walking around saying all lives matter, but once, once. people have said black lives matter. Mm-hmm. That's when people know. That's when people come up now to yeah. say, oh, every life matters. Yeah. And then, but, and that's not even the, yeah, and that's not even the, 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 you know, the deal. It's not like, like Nina said, it's not like we're saying your life doesn't matter. It's like at this point in time, this mm-hmm. specific group of people are going through this thing. So we want to speak up and say, you know what, our lives matter as well, you know? You guys, obviously, like you said, it's, it doesn't look like you guys are going through this or that or this, but we are going through that as well right now. So it's, maybe we should speak up and, you know, let people know that we do matter in this world, this matter, matter in American society, you know? Right. So that's a huge misconception. And it's just ignorance as well, like Lena said. Like you said, in this life, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Go you oh, back to Africa. Man. One, way, one way ticket. One-way one, one, one ticket back to Africa. Um, 
So uh, normally we have a second segment, but today we want to do a special one where we want to thank all our uh, essential workers, all our healthcare workers, all our frontline workers, frontline workers like Lena. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for putting all the work. Thank you for you know doing what you are, what you do, keeping people safe, and you know trying to educate people, as well, yeah. making them know that this coronavirus is a real thing. I mean, so yeah. shout out to you. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. You guys, you guys have any um, any frontline workers or essential workers you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, I think every every African family has healthcare <laughs> <laughs> yeah. workers. In it, you know what I'm saying? So shout out right. to all oh, healthcare yes. workers. I mean, as far as my family, uh, my my aunts, my brother, you know, all healthcare workers and all the essential workers, you know, grocery stores and whatnot and everything, little. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the, all the jobs that people don't talk about as much but um right. thanks to to everybody and you guys are literally literally heroes you know we usually don't use those words lightly you know mm-hmm. in this time and what america and the world is going through you people you guys literally are the ones you know taking care of us indirectly yeah, so thank you. Man, since when I knew you, I finally said thank you for wanting to. No, I mean, uh, Lena, thank we want to that. thank you very much mm-hmm. for being with us today. And we're definitely looking forward to having you again. Thanks for putting some light on some things we didn't know about. Continue doing what you're doing. Um, what do you have to say to the people listening? I mean, final remarks. I just want to thank you guys for having me and thank you to you also for being a healthcare essential oh. worker. We're very appreciative <laughs> of you. And just everyone, just continue staying safe. And if you are going to go out into our world that's reopening, just be very cautious. Wear your mask and do not wear your mask in your cars. If you're going <laughs> to wear gloves in public, take them off before you get in your car. Do not drive. <laughs> with your gloves on because you're literally not making a difference um, sanitize wash your hands stay safe and god bless you everybody <laughs> sanitize funny you said that funny you said that because i saw a video of a lady with gloves oh on but she was she was it's eating chips no, I just want to say that I don't i'm not knocking anyone that wears gloves if you're if you're going to wear gloves okay i understand you but it's like literally going into the store with your bare hands, going into the store, touching everything, and coming back into your car, touching your face, doing all that. If you're going to wear gloves, that's smart. You can wear gloves, but take them off because right. if you're, you're keeping it on and doing all your daily other things, touching your car all over the place. I don't touch my car at all. When I, before I even touch my handle, I sanitize my hands, close my door, sanitize my hands, and then start <laughs> wow. driving because that's how afraid I am. So. I, I hope I hope you continue to do this after coronavirus is over. Yes, oh, trust me. <laughs> you know, pe- pe- people, people like Bell, people like Bell, they use the same gloves. They just put it upside. They use the other side. It's reversible. <laughs> like like you used to do with the socks back in boarding school. Uh, maybe, didn't you? One of you guys send a picture of 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 a, of a, um, a face face mask at Target. I saw it somewhere. You can look. There's a mirror there. You put it on and try it and see if it looks good. And put it back. Yeah, put it back. <laughs> People are mad, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But yeah, uh, Lena. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank um, you. How how do how do people follow you on uh, social media? That's if you want them to follow you. If you don't want them to follow um, you, it's okay. I'm more on Instagram than I am on anything else. 
Uh, drop, 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 drop the name. Let me drop me. Let me grab me following. <laughs> drop me. Let me follow. Let, let me tell you to follow. follow. <laughs> don't don't, don't leave don't leave us. Don't, don't leave, leave us. Don't leave we. Don't leave us. Take us with you. Oh man, my my Instagram is at Lena Barbie. That's very much it. Lena L E N A B A R B I E. I have followed. <laughs> I don't follow. Lena, say, say that one more time. Say one more. Let me turn up the volume for the people in the back. Say one more time. <laughs> it's at Lena Barbie. So L E N A B A R B I E. Fantastic, yes. fantastic. Belna and Aristide, how can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Belnino27. That's B E L N I N H O. And if you want to have some good photo shots, eh? mm. photography, <laughs> eh? you, can follow, you can follow me as well on Snaps by Bell. That's where yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, only the, the best photographer in the Delaware area, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I'm on Instagram as well. My uh, Instagram name is Aristide M, A-R-I-S-T-I-D-E-M, simple. And yeah, I follow back as well. <laughs> awesome and for me for me on instagram my instagram name is bless underscore me one bless underscore me one all right you, guys can you say it without the underscore real quick i don't want to hear something <laughs> bless me one <laughs> bless me one okay now okay now before you end i put god before and then say it all together <laughs> God bless me, one. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been Now You Know Podcast brought to you by Stock in the Middle. Thanks to Stock in the Middle again. Oh, yeah. Talk them the way you want to come. If you want to talk your own, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> you know. Now you know. So thank you, guys. Uh, and uh, we look forward thank to you, the next Lena. episode. Thank you, Lena. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Everybody sanitize. Everybody sanitize. Don't leave me. Everybody sanitize. Everybody sanitize. <laughs> All right.